Welcome to the Every Effort Podcast. You are in the right place. My name is Jocelyn and I got my co-host Matt with me. And the reason you're in the right place is because you are trying to be a more successful person. Um, I'm working at it too, clearly. (laughs) Um, So this is what we're here for. We came across a very interesting article and wanted to share with you all. And why is it important to be successful, Matt? Well, as, as you know, our motto is we are so blessed, a little stressed and making every effort to figure out the rest. Mm-hmm. And I feel like forming these habits is so important, especially as we're young adults, because these are the habits that will carry us through the rest of our life. And I do want to say what we're talking about today is financial success, right? We're not saying that because you're a millionaire, you're a success in life. But this is a bunch of the habits that people who have had financial success and built wealth say help them along the way. So I came across this study. It's by a guy named Tom Corley, and he wrote a book called Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. So the background for this is over five years, he interviewed 233 wealthy people, most of whom were self-made millionaires, and then he compared the answers that they gave to 128 people he interviewed that were low-income earners, so under $35,000 a year. So a lot of the data is focused on what the wealthy people did, but a lot of what he writes about is kind of the differences and what set those people apart. And of course, you know, there's a ton of other factors that go into this, but these are the nine habits that wealthy people said, hey, this is what I do every day, and this is what I think helped me build this wealth and build this successful life. Yeah, and wealth in and of itself does not mean you are a successful person, but it does represent a lot of what kind of person you are because you don't just get rich overnight outside of the lottery. So um, these are people who have built some sort of habits to make it work for them. And wherever you're standing in terms of your income or what you think is successful, like you can be a successful person starting today, which is like what's really cool about this article is you don't need the money to be labeled successful. Like you can build these habits and get there. Like it's almost like someone who's like trying to lose weight or trying to gain weight. They might not be like at their ideal number yet, but they can be a healthy person just because of their current and continuing habits. Yeah. And these are like daily and weekly habits and not a single one of them is go get a $500,000 loan, go start a business, right? Like these are little things that we can do to either optimize our lives, set us up for success and just get us in the right state of mind so that we can be productive and work on something that, especially as we Christians see as like our purpose in life, right? How can we build for God's kingdom? How can I build wealth? How can I be a good steward of that? So these are nine kind of smaller things that you can break up. And the first one I really like, uh, the first thing that he found about these wealthy people is that they get up early. So he found that about 50% of the millionaires he studied got out of bed at least three hours before actually starting work. I have very early meetings, so that's (laughs) a little hard for me. If I could, though, I think, I mean, who am I kidding? I can if if I really tried. (laughs) But for me, it's like, it doesn't make sense how I like the times I go to bed or need to go to bed in order to do other things throughout the week. I still need to get like that good sleep, but Mm. I totally believe this, that like getting up early is the way to go. Um, Even if you do have early meetings at work, like 
still having some time beforehand to develop yourself a bit. Yeah, I was just talking to one of our friends about this the other day is that I feel like after like 8 or 9 p.m., my brain is operating so poorly that anything that happens after that is like Netflix or reading or like something that's not producing a whole lot. And in the mornings, like I'm energized, I'm ready to go. Like that is a prime time to get stuff done. So what I love to do is get a workout in in the morning, do my Bible reading in the morning. Like that's a really good time to like set your pace for the day. And I feel like the mornings that are super chaotic for me, I'm sorry, the days that are really chaotic for me start with chaotic mornings. Hmm. So it's because I like slept in too late, something comes up, I'm not able to like get that routine down. And that's what makes the rest of my day like an avalanche effect, right? Like if I can set myself up in the morning with nice time to have breakfast and calmly get ready for the day and think through my to-do list, like that kind of carries me through the rest of the day if I have that time to get organized and feel like I got stuff done. Yeah, the morning is the best time to tackle everything and anything. I totally agree. And like 50% of millionaires, like self-made, that is a lot. Like that's, it's clearly a factor, like something's going on. I think it says a lot about discipline here. Hmm. Yeah, like the ability to do some, like, like imagine showing up to a party and no one is there. That's what it's like waking up in the morning. Like you show up to an empty room and you're like, okay, I need to throw myself a mini party. I got to entertain myself somehow, but filling it with growth items. And I think, I think this is a, a really, really important point. Absolutely. Number two, um, these millionaires read comma a lot Mm. um 88 percent of the wealth respondents say they devote 30 minutes or more each day to education or self-improvement through reading man 88 percent that is a ton and on a daily basis yeah and we're not talking harry potter and narnia okay (laughs) this is not entertainment reading it's biographies history self-help business psychology um Mm. uh, whatever science is understandable to them that they just want to learn more about the world and about themselves like they are developing i like that and as christians toss the bible into this too but yeah that, that is amazing like i feel like we hear so much about the people that we assume know everything so you know if you see a millionaire you think wow he knows business he knows psychology he knows how to get things done they're the ones reading more more than we are right they're yeah taking in all this information so that's really cool to see and as much fun as it is reading harry potter and narnia i totally see how biographies history just like psychology like building that knowledge that it might not even directly apply to your business but there have been random little facts and tidbits that i've learned from a book and all of a sudden becomes useful years later like i i totally see the value in this and i think it speaks a lot to that discipline you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. yeah and it's 88 percent versus the getting up early thing like that's 30% more. So that's a huge difference. Big factor. Yeah, I didn't think about kind of looking at it that way. But it almost indicates that reading is even more important than getting up early. Yeah, maybe. So number three on this list is uh, millionaires spend 15 to 30 minutes per day on focused thinking. Okay, great. I focus on my work every day. (laughs) See, okay, that's exactly (laughs) what I thought is what in the world is focused thinking? So it says, most of the millionaires that Corley interviewed said that they make time to process everything that's going on in their lives. So it says that they tend to think in isolation in the mornings, and they'll reflect on their career, their health, their personal relationships, and kind of analyze what their thoughts and what their anxieties are. So to me, this isn't so much like focused thinking, it's more like 
intentional reflection time. Yeah. Like this is when I'm going to say like, okay, how do I feel about my marriage? How do I feel about work? What am I stressed about? And I love this. I don't do this nearly enough, but when I do and I just take a few minutes to think through, okay, what are all the things I'm worried about and want to get done? What are some things I should be focused on? Because life goes so fast that if you don't take this time, you're going to wake up in a year and you'll just have been plugging away at your job and like you won't get to your priorities unless you take the time to say, what's going on? What do I want to focus on? How am I feeling? Yeah. And I forgot to point this out, just comes to mind, but Jesus was totally an early morning riser, right? Before <laughs> before the light was out. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he wasn't focusing on, um, you know, carpentry or the disciples. Like, I think he was focused on himself and his relationship with God and just deeper development, um, quiet time, essentially. Yeah, that's one of the kind of underrated things about reading the gospel is that we hear so much of Jesus speaking that you don't really pay as much attention to the Mm downtimes. But when something tragic or troubling happens, like it says, Jesus went alone to be with God. Mm -hmm. Like he he isolates and he thinks and he prays. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to me, that's the best way to recenter yourself and kind of sort out and process all those feelings and anxieties we have. Is it just me or does 15 minutes sound like a long time? Like if that was just pure Mm. like journaling, that's a long time to be like writing stuff out. But Mm -hmm. it, I think it can also fly by really quick once you get the hang of it. Yeah, I mean, even if it's five minutes, like for me, if I have a couple minutes to just go through my to-do list that day and say, okay, sort it out, all right, and then it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Like yeah. I thought it through, I processed it, and now I'm not kind of jumping all over the place. Because if I don't, I can feel like I'm just jumping from thing to thing kind of aimlessly. Right. Number four, um, the wealthy make exercise a priority. Um, so 76%, okay, This is three-fourths of them say that they try to carve out around 30 minutes or more for aerobic exercise like jogging, biking, walking. I don't see weightlifting on that list, (laughs) but I'm sure there, maybe that's the the other 24%. (laughs) (laughs) I like this one. I feel like this kind of goes along with the thinking is especially aerobic, like if you're running or jogging or walking, even biking, like there's nothing going on. You know, your legs are just moving repetitively. You're kind of seeing the scenery pass by and that's such a good time to collect your thoughts. Yeah, so like a typical morning, I guess a good morning for wealthy people would be like, wake up three hours before work so far, um, you know, 15, 30 minutes of reflection, get ready for another half hour or so, work out for another half hour, shower. By that time, that's like two hours. Man, if I did all of that before I started my work day, I'd feel really good. Like I feel yeah. <laughs> I would feel like I took care of myself and I got a lot done before my day even really started. Yeah. And I mean all these examples of exercise too, you can do from your house. You don't have to go out to a place to do it mm-hmm. unless you want to do an activity, but jogging, biking and walking. But as Jocelyn mentioned, lots of really good workouts that aren't mentioned here. And a great way to check out all of those different places to work out, to try different um, classes, different workout routines, is with ClassPass. It's this awesome system where you pay a subscription and you get a certain number of credits every month. And you can use those to um, take take a HIIT workout class, get a massage, go check out a new gym for the day. It's just all kinds of great ways to take care of yourself and take care of your body. Jocelyn really loves it and I would encourage everyone out there to check it out. Yeah, if there if there was one thing, 
quote unquote wealthy about my habits so far, <laughs> it'd probably be this one here is making exercise a priority. And I, I do swear by it. And Matt also swears by it. So uh, get outside, finish this episode, get outside, come back and listen to another episode. <laughs> yeah, quick side note, if you are like ingrained in your workout routine, a class will kick your butt. It is such a good like change from what you've been doing because having someone pushing you is a whole different ball game than yeah. you're kind of like I get stuck in my workout routines. That is a breath of fresh air. And the aerobic stuff is fun because you get to multitask and listen to stuff. Mm-hmm. So So the next one on this list is that the wealthy people that were interviewed for this spend time with people who inspire them. And the quote that the researcher gave was, you are only as successful as those you frequently associate with. Yeah, I've heard this before. Like, you always want, you never want to be the smartest person in the room Mm -hmm. kind of mentality. Yeah, and this really rings true to me, too, because, you know, the Bible tells us that bad people kind of corrupts our morals and that surrounding ourselves with just a couple of people who are pulling us down or pulling us in the wrong direction can really affect us, even if we, you know, aren't like consciously choosing that. And having people who are um, similar in ambition or further ahead of you in life is an awesome way to just have them kind of pulling for you and encouraging you to keep doing more because they know you're capable of it. Yeah, I think we forget that we are still social beings and who we hang around actually matters because it will seep into our lives what their habits are, what their thought patterns are. Mm -hmm. Um, So being aware of that and, you know, being all things for all people, but also having the group um, of those who can support you and build you up and grow you point when you're wrong and um, who are also like ahead of life, you know, because how are you supposed to grow from just people you know virtually? Like Matt and I are not 100% successful by no means. And we have people who we go to for support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And side note on this one is this doesn't mean throw out your friends because they're quote unquote less successful or anything like that. Like (laughs) this implies that there has to be someone ahead of you. And it's this whole like mentorship chain where you get mentored by the person ahead of you, you pass that on to the person behind you. And even like everyone has different priorities and strengths, right? So someone you might look at who has a lower job title is like a hero of faith and they're super strong spiritually. And there's something you can take away from everyone at every stage. So this definitely doesn't mean, you know, drop all your friends and only be friends with millionaires. But this means be intentional about the good influences that you're putting in your life and have people that encourage you to do better. Next up, self-made millionaires pursue their own goals. So they'll plan to get rich and then they make it happen. So they realize their dreams and their ideas. Uh, 80% of the wealthy are, quote, obsessed with pursuing goals, Hmm. end quote. They refer to both daily and long-term goals regularly. So it sounds like it's not just a New Year's resolution for them. It's a, a part of life. And... Let's see. Corley's also states, uh, I'm here to tell you to avoid putting your ladder on someone else's wall and spending the best years of your life climbing it. Find your own wall, your own dreams and your own goals and pursue them. Hmm. I don't I like think that. I don't think he's just talking about like working for somebody else or for a different paycheck. I think it's like taking ownership of where your life goes in your career in your relationships uh and spiritually like take ownership and like 
really, really own every step that you take and know that it's for you and for your passions. Yeah, I think this goes way beyond just, you know, building your own business. This could be, wow, my parents wanted me to be a doctor. That means I just have to go climb that wall, right? Like he's telling you, pick your own goals, your own passions. God has unique purpose for your life. Don't try to be just like someone else. Like it's great to have a mentor and someone you look up to, but that doesn't mean you just copy paste their life and try to follow it. It means that you take the principles and the positives that you see around you and apply that into the mission that God has in store for you. Yeah. And a lot of this too is the characteristic of being a go-getter mm. where you're like, I want this. I'm going to figure out how to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So the next one on the list, I think this is so true, but it's really... My favorite. Yeah, it is, but it's really cool to see millionaires carving out time because we think of them as being so busy. Yes. It's that millionaires get enough sleep. So 89% of self-made millionaires sleep seven or eight hours each night. That makes sense. Yeah, and the one that I found really fascinating was that Albert Einstein was like very obsessed with getting 10 hours a night. Like he believed Hmm. that was what he needed. Okay. And... I mean, we think of like, we see all these millionaires on social media and stuff telling us to go, go, go and grind and do all this stuff. But they barely sleep. Yeah, but you need to recharge. Like these are successful people saying sleep is a priority. And to me, it means I can't be my best unless I'm fully rested. I have like this one distant friend on social media who's like that kind of entrepreneur that like every single thing he posts is like, very much like go get it like be your own entrepreneur work for yourself and you have no idea how they're actually making money in their lives like it's very (laughs) vague and their product or what they're trying to sell is very vague um but i remember he like had some uh, he made like a post he tries to he tries to go kind of deep with some of them because um he is a christian but he was telling a story of one time that he just like couldn't do it anymore. He was really struggling um, and he didn't know why he was losing motivation and stuff. And in my head reading that, I'm like, uh, that's burnout. Like you, mm. like you're not sustaining what you can do. Unfortunately, I don't think that was realized. I think he thought it was like a one time or like a one week thing. And he just kind of continued doing this insane schedule that he wanted to. And I think knowing what your body needs is just important. Like there's a reason why your body breaks down in different ways when you're in certain situations. Like it's trying to tell you like, this is not working for me. Mm-hmm. And it's something to listen to. And you can't you can't push that under the rug. Like you got to make some changes. Yeah, it's a balance. Like I would say overall, listen to your body, but you also have to push yourself sometimes. You know, my body doesn't want to get up and work out in the morning, but I know it's good for me. But you do have to listen if you're just feeling tired and unmotivated or, you know, you just don't have like the the zeal that you had before. You got to get a little bit of rest and take care of yourself so you can be your most productive. How much do you sleep? I get... I get seven to seven and a half hours a night. That's like my range. On weekends, I'll try to do more like eight. I'm seven and a half to eight. Weekends are a strong eight to nine. Mm, Strong. I like that. (laughs) You sleep good on the weekends. It's a different kind of sleep. (laughs) I do. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I Next, these millionaires have multiple incomes okay mm. they are working five full-time jobs two part-time jobs <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding um so 65 percent had at least three streams of income that they created prior to making their first million dollars so it takes 
it takes work to get there. And it's essentially a side business that may, they may have um, some way to generate income or uh, investments like real estate, uh, hopefully not Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one really stood out to me because, you know, I think, oh, millionaires, of course, they have multiple streams of income. But this is talking about before they had a million dollars. Like this is Early on, they're saying, not only am I going to work, I'm going to have a side business. I'm going to make my money work for me by investing it, even if it's just throwing it into um, an S&P 500 index fund or something like that. Just some way that your money is working for you and helping to generate a little bit of income because it's hard to build wealth on just one stream of income and also you become reliable on it. So, Sorry, I was just going to say, it's mm -hmm. kind of like a game like where you are like, well... I have a little bit of extra time. What am I gonna? What am I gonna do with this money? Mm -hmm. And I feel like when I hear this, I think, oh my gosh, I don't have time to have a side business and all these investments. And I don't think they're telling you you need to make like as much as your full time job. But if you make a few bucks a month on side stuff or make a few dollars every month in investment, that builds up and that just gives you a little bit of extra money in your pocket. That feels really good when it's above and beyond what you normally get. Yeah, and I don't think it's necessarily like they have like three different businesses or anything like that it's like what you said like it could be investments maybe it could be um like doing airbnbs or renting properties or even like driving uber or doing postmates mm -hmm. um i think you can get really creative with it but the point is that they really devote a large portion of their lives to building wealth to later have a sum that they can do something really big with mm-hmm and now we've gotten to our last point on the list. This is number nine, which is that they avoid time wasters. I really like this one. And the researcher gave the quote, when we invest our time in anything, it's lost forever. And that really hit me because those five minutes you spent, or okay, I should make this personal to me. The five minutes I spent scrolling Instagram, I will never get those back. So I really like that these people are intentional about saying, I only have a finite amount of time. I have these goals. I have these visions that I want to get to, and I'm not going to waste it. That doesn't mean you don't rest and you don't recharge, but it means I'm going to be intentional about the way I spend my time. Yeah, 100%. I am not giving up TikTok. <laughs> that's a hard just, line. <laughs> that's not on the table. Um, that is a part of my self-care regimen. So, <laughs> But I totally believe, you know, like everything needs to be limited and everything needs to come in uh, appropriate spurts and portions of time. What is your, what's a time waster for you? Just social media? I think yeah. that's definitely one of mine. Yeah, social media is the big one for me because I'll do it in between tasks. Like I'll finish something like, oh, I'll just take a little break and then start the next one. And then I don't realize how much slips in between those. And then I wake up or quote unquote, wake up and realize I only have, you know, 30 minutes left to do what I wanted to do. I have a question. If social media didn't exist, what would a time waster be? Hmm. What's like another kind of time waster? Hmm. That's a good one. I think if it wasn't social media, as long as we still have like technology as we know it, I think it would be a lot of like reading like news and oh, yeah. updates and articles. Like I think we still want some kind of information. Yeah. Like I don't, I would love to say, oh, we'd get up and go for walks and we'd go exercise. I think we'd still find some way to like consume something that's pleasing. Yeah. So I feel like we would like Right. watch stand-up routines or read articles like i think there's still that desire for some kind of self-care and it's good to have like a little unplugging time 
after a long day or in between stuff. But I think with social media, it's really easy to lose track of that time and not spend it intentionally. Yeah. You know what I think is a waste of time that I should for sure give up is 80% of the things that I search for on Reddit and Quora. Mm. Like, doesn't matter what people think and it's just a lot of like fear inducing and i think that search engines kind of use their algorithms for that to bring the things that you're going to click on out of fear Hmm. so yeah questionable questionable for yeah new year's resolution don't go to quora for any serious (laughs) life decision that you're trying to make Yes. Uh, If there's anything you should search on the internet, though, is are you making every effort to listen? Uh, We are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Every Effort Podcast. So check us out there. And if you love this episode and are down to listen to others and would like to support us, please leave a review. We appreciate the five stars. We put in as much effort as we can to give you the best content and let us know what you would like to hear more of. We'd love to hear your personal life, uh, any topics that you think we should go more in depth on. So until next week, every Tuesday, see you. Bye.